This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarver speaking, inviting you to stay tuned for another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message on the old Trailblazer broadcast. Yes, uh, remember our mailing address. If you care to write us, we'd love to hear from you. It's Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We'd be glad to hear from you. Let us know that you're listening out there. Many of our folks are writing in, calling in, saying, uh, Pastor, we hear you on the old trailblazer so you write us and let us know while preparing uh, to bring you this message uh, this thought gripped my heart how gracious it is uh, to know the lord i believe that many of us live uh, in the fast lane we live too fast we just don't take the time out to realize what it means to be a child of god i believe that we are all guilty of that thing Yes, once we were a child of Satan, but now, yeah, once we were uh, walking after the flesh and the pleasures of this world, our hearts went out after sin, and uh, many uh, many were of a religious nature, having joined some church at an early age, and others like myself never had any religious principles at all, but looking back, we were all just alike. We were all just sinners and born into sin, born with a sinful nature. We couldn't help it. No, we couldn't help sinning because we were sinners. Every man born after Adam is born into sin. The Bible tells us that we go astray as soon as we born, speaking lies. But this morning I was just thinking how gracious it is, how great it is to know the Lord. To know the Lord as my Lord and as my Savior. Uh, yes, He chose me unto salvation. He set His love upon me one day when I cared not for Him. I cared not for the gospel. I cared not for my own soul. And He, by the Holy Spirit's work, opened my heart and let me see that I was a sinner and that I needed a Savior. Now, my friend, that's the first thing that happens in salvation. You must come to know that you need a Savior. You hear all these folks telling you just trust Jesus. Well, my friend, you have no reason to trust the Lord uh, except you're a sinner and need to be saved. Yes, He gave me grace to repent. There comes repentance in our heart. The Scripture says, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. He made me to see in under Holy Spirit conviction that I had sinned against a holy God. But my friend, because Christ died for me. He saved me, made me a new creature in Christ. Now this morning I can say uh, with assurance, all my sins are blotted out. We sing that song here, my sins are blotted out, I know. And I can sing that song, yet blotted out by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ because of his sacrificial death on the cross. So it's gracious to sit and meditate this morning upon uh, his saving a sinner like me. Yes, I know that even the religious world knows nothing of uh, how God saves a sinner. I know that. No, it's just a little mental decision with many of them, and others have joined themselves to the world and all this world and this and so-called uh, having good time, having a good time, but never thinking about their soul's welfare and where it will spend eternity. I just love to sit and think uh, along this line many times how good it is just to know the Lord in the midst of trials and heartaches and problem have someone that we can go to do you have a, a savior my friend this morning that you can go to pour out all of your trials and your troubles and your heartaches i know there's much uh, those things in the world homes are broken up 
families are are uh, dysfunctional they call it where there's a uh, uh, pain and suffering in the home. How many poor mothers this morning are suffering because their children have gone astray? But my mother friend, do you have a Lord, a gracious Lord you can go to, pour out all your heart to, and say, Lord, remember my wayward child, bring him back to the fold? Can you do that this morning? I can, yes. And how precious our Lord is to me. Then we get back to our study. We see uh, in our in First Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 there, Peter tells us, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow by it. That's what the newborn child of God is. He's like a, a newborn child here in the physical. His desire is after his mother's breast. The, the uh, child of God, his desire is after the sincere milk of the world, of the word, yes. There's a time when the newly saved individual needs the nurturing of the Holy Spirit. When we are first saved, when we first come to, to, to know the Lord, that there is such a feebleness, yes, and uh, in, his, uh, in his walk and feeble in his talk. And it takes time for those things to strengthen. You know, a child, when he uh, is born, uh, he has to have time to grow to his, his uh, little old body to grow and get stronger. He cannot absorb the meat like a seasoned Christian can, the newborn can't, no. But God provides for him in teaching him him how how the lord uh how the word of god uh yes by teaching god's word what we are to do how we're to live here in our study god's word we uh, uh we we see the holy spirit we pray that the holy spirit would take it home to your heart not let us speak high sounding things that go over your head but that you might understand the word of god yes it would the lord would open it up to us and uh Present it to you and and uh, and teach it to you. One thing the old trailblazer always did, and that was to preach so that the most unlearned, uneducated person could understand. What good does it do you to hear the Greek and the Hebrew languages expounded when we are hardly able to understand the plain preaching of the Lord of the Word? Yes, Paul the apostle said, "I came not to you, I came not with excellency of speech." Are of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God? No, he was a great preacher and a great teacher and apostle. But all of his preaching was for those that it may be they may be able to understand. Verses three and four says, "If so be you have uh, tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as a living stone disallowed indeed." Yes, that's right. Just disallowed indeed, and uh, uh, but chosen of God. Listen. We don't want to leave that out, do we? But chosen of God, and then listen, precious. Have you tasted that the Lord is gracious, my friend? Are you uh, feasting upon his word? Are you enjoying the presence of the Lord in your life? Let me just stop there and ask you, uh, are you just enjoying the presence of the Lord? My friend, our Lord is a present possession. He's ours and we are his. Peter here calls him a living stone, disallowed of man, but chosen of God and precious. When Christ came on the scene, 
there in and around Jerusalem, was he greeted with pomp and splendor? No, no, he was not. He was accused of being a wine-bibber. He was called a son of a harlot. He was not accepted of his own people, the Jews. You asked, how could this happen? Then just look around. The masses of the people today will not have Christ to rule over them. Folks don't want to be associated with the Son of God in his saviorship. No. The Jews imagined (coughs) that he would come as a king to rule over them as King David had done, to fight their battles as uh, as King David had done. Yes, but when he appeared as a lowly Nazarene, they said, Is not this Joseph's son? Is this not the carpenter's son? Isn't this the Nazarene? And can any good thing come out of Nazarene, my friend? That's what they say. But just so it is today, men clamor after those who are high and mighty, but they'll not have uh, the lowly Christ to rule over them. But Peter says he was chosen of God. Listen, folks, chosen of God. Christ is the perfect son of God. He was in the bosom of of the Father when this world was spoken into existence. He was the very Son of God, and yet now men scorn him. They will not have him, but in God's sight he is precious. Oh, my friends, it doesn't matter what you and I think about our Lord. No, it's gracious when we come to know him as Savior and as the Lord, and that we can honor and glorify his name. But it doesn't take away from him. He's precious in the sight of his heavenly Father. He is uh, the well-beloved Son in whom God is well-pleased. You may not have uh, may not have Christ. You may not desire him, but our, our God loves him and sent him to be the propitiation for our sin. He is our, <clears throat> our only Savior. He is our only Lord. If you are ever saved, you will come to him as a poor lost sinner seeking his uh, grace. Yes, he doesn't stand before you to be accepted. No, sir, he stands before no man. But he is God's substitute for sin. He is a God, a very God. And it was he who paid our sin debt. And yet man, little finite man, will stand up and spit in the face of our Lord and go on in his rebellion against God and all God has to do is hold your breath my friend for three heartbeats and you will wind up in hell did you know that just three heartbeats and you would be in eternity listen man you're in the hands of a sovereign God you may be uh, chomping your bits there and saying I'll not have it you may be uh, unconcerned you may be whittling away your time there fiddling with your uh, something there in your hand but would you listen well, mother would you put down your pots and pans and your broom and just listen our Lord doesn't need you no no, no. He is all-powerful, and it's only his mercy that keeps you today. He's, he's only, it's only he that's kept you out of hell. He is precious in the sight in, his, in the sight of our Heavenly Father. He is the apple of his eye, and, and men uh, choose to turn down his grace in long-suffering. Yes, you, many of you whom I'm speaking have turned down the grace of God, and you answered me by saying, Oh, I thought uh, that he was a loving God and wouldn't let anyone go no my friend this only proves to me that you know nothing of your bible did you know that god gets as much glory in you going to hell as he does in you going to heaven yes in your being damned there's glory 
to the justice of God. Did you know God is a just God? Did you know God is a God of wrath, my friend? Not some little uh, effeminate God who sits on and, and on the sideline and begs and pleads with you to trust Him. No, sir. God will not always strive with you, my friend. You can't trample the blood of the Son of God under your feet, under your unhallowed feet, and get by with it. I tell you now, my friend, you need to wake up. You need to wake up to the reality that God is a God of wrath. Look at all those whom he destroyed for disobeying his word. Look at what happens to old Korah there when he murmured and complained against the Lord. We're going to get into that in our next study, but look there at other characters. Look at old Pharaoh. Uh, he said he hardened his heart against the Lord. You know what it cost him? It cost him his life. All of his armies, his chariots and horses uh, pursued after the children of Israel there to the Red Sea. They had crossed over on dry ground. The Lord opened the Red Sea for them. You may scoff at that, but he did. They went across bare, dry-footed, and they got over on the other side of the Red Sea, and they turned around and looked, and here came uh, Pharaoh and all of his army and his chariots and his horses and his, his warriors, and when they got over there about halfway through, the Lord turned the water loose and washed them up. They said they're still finding uh, remains of chariots and, and bones and stuff that in there in the, in the sea, in the Red Sea. My friend, God won't always strive with you. He put up with Pharaoh all of those times, all of those plagues he brought to bear, and his heart seemingly got harder and harder. Is that what's happening to your heart this morning? Is your heart continually uh, getting harder and harder, and you won't bow, and you won't bend, you won't break under the grace of God, under the preaching of the gospel? You won't have the gospel? My friend, what, what recourse do you have except for the Lord to cast you away, say, depart from me? I never knew you. You can't, you can't trample God's blood under your feet and get by with it, my friend. Oh, no, the Lord is long-suffering and merciful, and he'll have mercy to thousands. But, my friend, you can't flaunt yourself in the face of God. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to a close. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis speaking. Tune in each morning and hear another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye, and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to attend Fellowship Weekend, October 27th through 29th at the First Baptist Church of Algiers. Join listeners from near and far for this time of old-time preaching, dinner and lunch on the grounds, and fellowship. For information and local lodging options, call the church office at 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658. We look forward to seeing you soon. 